Welcome to 626 Ohana California Adventures Podcast Number 5. Where we talk all things Disney, theme parks, and travel. I'm Brad. I'm Kim. Today we're going to talk about water slides, assembly bills, Universal Studios, Knott's Berry Farm, Disney, and a lot of food. And a little bit of travel. Alright, let's go ahead and start with the water slides. The water slide at Stormalong Bay is closed for refurbishment. Okay, we're throwing that in because sometimes it's nice to tell your kids before you get somewhere that there's going to be a little change or it may not be open. And Stormalong Bay is at the Yacht Club and Beach Club. Correct. It's a Just a slide is being affected, which is a 230-foot plunge from a mast of a uh, shipwreck. So, yeah, be aware of if you're going there. It could be closed. <laughs> so the Stormalong Bay pool and the Lazy River will remain open, which is important to remember because those are uh, yeah. to me the Lazy River is really the big deal. That would be the be- yeah. I think that'd be the kind of the big deal to have. I mean, the, that'd I mean, be the deal breaker. I mean, Hayden's eyes were huge about the whole shipwreck wanting to water slide when we were last there. We haven't done it yet, but yeah, our son. Okay, so let's go to our next story. And this one's kind of an interesting one. Uh, Blue Sky Studios is closing down in April. I don't think this is a huge surprise, but it this is a um, studio that came from the 21st Century Fox. So it's a purchase. computer animation company. Yeah, basically they did cartoons. So they did Ice Age, Rio. So I I don't think it is a big surprise because, you know, you have Disney animation studios and everything else. And Pixar. And Pixar, yeah. But it will affect 450 employees. So how It that... doesn't say they're going to be laid off. Maybe some of them will be able to get new jobs within Disney, yeah, I hopefully. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see if I'm moving to the other assets to Pixar or to um, Disney Animation. Because, I mean, these people are obviously talented people. I mean, Rio is a great movie. I, and even I say it just is, yes. fantastic. So hopefully. That... Yeah, uh, we like to be optimistic and not see people lose jobs. jobs. But, of course, with the current situation... Things are tight. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is not the last that we've seen of Disney closing down studios from twenty from the Fox purchase. Yeah, I hope not. But I, you know, I could see they don't need quite so much a uh, building. Redu- yeah, they don't. Well, they, resident- don't, they don't need that redundancy anymore too much. Yeah, it's easier maybe to combine it all. Yeah, and then also we're kind of seeing some a little bit of rumblings, and I don't know how much of rumblings we're seeing of this, but. Um, there was some rumors coming going around that was reported in the widespread uh, mainstream news about possibly Disney moving some corporate headquarters to Florida as well. So that could be affecting a lot more employees as well. That would be major. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that would be really big. And I think this kind of goes into what we're going to be talking about here in a little bit later. The sad part is actually because living in Southern California, we know so many people that work for Disney in the studios that, yeah. and corporate that it would be really awful yeah i'm wondering if it's gonna be more of their i don't uh, need to laugh at this awful i'm just kind of like oh really after everything everybody's been through in the last year that's all they need to hear is their job is being um transferred cross country cross country and i I don't think it's gonna be so much more it may not be a whole lot of their studios i'd be guessing that it'd probably be more of their parks division and their they can have all the parks division because they're still i mean disneyland is still yeah but they can do a minimal staff here and have the actual parks operations all out of florida they can move probably a lot of that stuff over to florida too because they got the land they got office buildings they built over there because we've seen them before and let's be honest the taxes will be cheaper yep that's kind of I don't know. I mean, we've seen it with Disney being kind of in and not so happy with the state of California. And uh, okay, they're not the only ones. <laughs> yeah. So, um, talking about travel. Okay, so uh, there was an there's kind of a new ongoing uh, breaking news debate: is 
air travel may require uh, COVID-19 testing prior to domestic airline travel. And that's coming from the U.S. Transportation Secretary, Pete um, Buttigieg. I'm guessing that's how you say it. Oh, and they're also considering uh, vaccine passports once they're more widely available. The director of the CDC, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, says it would be helpful in the battle to combat the spread of COVID. But the Association Airlines for America has uh, expressed a written concern about requirements because there's been strong scientific evidence that the risk for COVID-19 transmission on board an aircraft is very low. And this is unwarranted. I see both sides of this a little bit. I can see where everybody wants to be protected and make sure they have that negative test. I like the warm, fuzzy feelings. <laughs> but I also see the fact that maybe you've already had the COVID vaccine. But um, you can be an asymptomatic carrier. Well, yeah. But also, you know, that air is going through a HEPA filter, a pretty robust filter system that they have on the planes. Brad and I are actually going back and forth. Um, we have a late spring trip planned to Disney World or maybe somewhere else, depending on how um, I've had the vaccine. Brad <laughs> has not. Yeah. And um, I think we'd both be willing to book our ticket tomorrow if that was a consideration, that extra layer of. Yeah, but you know that's not a guarantee, even no, though you had, that, you had a test two days before that you didn't run into somebody the next day after having the test and having it. Or you, was it seven days? Yeah, but I feel like it, there's a better chance that they might find some asymptomatic carriers. Yeah, there's a chance. I don't know. There I, is. I just like that warm fuzzy. And also, I can see where the airlines are saying, hey, what happens if somebody does test positive? Do we have to give them their money back because they tested positive before they traveled? Maybe they'll um, do like a credit where they can rebook after the 10 days. I'm sure with a steep fee. Okay, well, hopefully they can work <laughs> and be a little bit more uh, forgiving in difficult times and considering travel is down. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back to the state of California. And uh, Assembly Bill 420 introduced to reopen California theme parks. Right now, um, moderate theme parks are going to be allowed to reopen in the orange tier, which I really don't know what a moderate theme park is. I think they had a certain threshold of how many people that they had. And then the larger theme parks would be in the yellow tier, one down. Yeah. So when you're talking major theme parks, you're talking SeaWorld, you're talking uh, Disney, you're talking Universal Studios. Six Flags, Eggs. Knott's, Berry Farm. I think they're talking about maybe some of those smaller type of theme parks i don't know how to explain it that are pretty small yeah i, I i'm not familiar with a lot of them but mm -hmm. um but anyways they, they they come across and say they want all theme parks to be able to open in the same uh t orange tier yeah and what's happening is is california has different tiers right now i believe los angeles county and orange county are both in the purple tier Am yeah I the worst um and so that's uh, how many people per ten thousand? yes they have so orange is one to 3.9 daily cases um, per 10,000 people that are positive. Or, and yellow is less than one daily case per 10,000 people. Yeah, that's those rates that they want to have Disneyland and all the bigger theme parks open under that were under before this bill, if this bill doesn't pass, is a little extreme. We don't almost even get that for flu season. Oh, no. We've seen probably... <laughs> I'd be guessing the flu, the flu season is a lot higher than that. Yeah, it's, I mean, to this point, with the way things are going, until we get maybe, if it's even possible to get a herd, humi uh, herd immunity, it's going to be six months plus, I would guess, until 
I mean, we've been in the purple tier since the beginning. You know, that yellow tier that they're saying, talking about, I mean, I wouldn't see Disney reopening until maybe September. I mean, even that, that might like, be. I mean, um, and let's look at back at last year. This tier system was introduced back in July of last year. Yeah. And then, I mean, our kind of, if you want, will from the beginning, we started kind of going up in July, down a little bit for the fall, and then back up starting in October, November. So there have been very few lulls in this. Yeah. And, and truthfully, the um, after what, summer that, Orange County was begging to open Disneyland. They wanted to take over and set to ask the state to reopen on their own using their own health department. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm glad they didn't reopen in December because the hospitals were... We were in bad shape here in LA. It was it was horrific. Yeah, I understand it was in bad shape. Um, but, you know, we had a lull there for a while that they probably could have possibly opened. Yeah, and I think it's hard to open, close, open, close. Yeah. I don't know. That's well, they, a great well, debate. They, well, they did that in Tokyo. They did. I mean, I think any of us would be happy to see it open for a few weeks. Yeah. But, you know, really, I think it's, um, and we're not saying this is not a very serious issue, but that yellow tier is very, I think, too restrictive. I think it's going to be a very long time until we see that yellow so tier. So hopefully this does go through and it allows, I mean, Orange County is getting hit hard from this. And quite frankly, you have a choice whether you want to go to the theme parks or not. Yeah, that's true. It's up to you if you want to go. And there's a lot more people getting the vaccine. I wouldn't be surprised by the summer if we had a lot of people had the vaccine on board. So, Yeah. So that'll be a, kind of a thing is, you know, this isn't forcing you to do anything. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Hopefully, we'll see a little bit of movement here and hopefully yeah. a little flexibility between the state of California and also uh, Disney of what they can work out something there for all the parks. I mean, and, and not just saying just Disney. I mean, this is Universal, SeaWorld. There's a lot of parks involved. There are. Well, SeaWorld is kind of the exception in a way because they're allowed to partially reopen because they're an aquarium with all the animals. Yeah, so yeah. they're partial open. But they're not fully open. It's the rides kind of, aren't open. Yeah. And it, so they have a restrictions because they are considered yeah. part zoo and part theme park aquarium aquarium well zoo theme. all right okay <laughs> okay <laughs> all right so talking about reopening universal studios in orlando is going to be reopening volcano bay yeah so they're going to open down on february 28th in time for spring break and it's due to note that blizzard beach is opening one week later on march 7th yeah, so it's kind of funny this came out after disney announced their opening time but yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you want to get people, you want to be first back. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think Universal's <laughs> been a little bit taking advantage of the, say, not so great Disney news lately. I think Universal <laughs> Studios has been silently yeah. cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> but this will Actually be... Actually have, I almost think they have like a, a silent sense of humor in a way I've kind of seen in all this. <laughs> I think they're hoping they that open up at more competitiveness with Disney and uh, Orlando and everything else, which... Absolutely. Which, I mean, absolutely would be great for Disney, truthfully, to have that, that competitiveness for that drive to do better. Especially now. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's a good... It's, it's, you know, your competition may drive you uh, to do a better job, <laughs> which so, is also interesting for this next part, is uh, Volcano Bay will be a part of a three-park annual or season pass, so that um, on the flip side, Blizzard Beach is not going to have any kind of annual pass. 
Yeah, that's uh, not. Yeah, that's not part of the passes anymore, is it? Not at the moment, no. So they haven't had that as part. So I kind of think it was interesting. Universal kind of threw that out there, like, Again, we uh, got you. Yeah, I think they're kind of pushing, say, hey, look at us, look at us. It's intriguing. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of hope that helps. Uh, it wakes Disney up a little bit to what they've been doing lately. I do too. I, I mean, really think. I mean, I'm hearing more and more people willing to give Universal a try and wanting to go over there. And uh, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of, my I'm, interest has peaked for a few reasons. We've always talked about doing that. And we have never done Orlando. And we've never done it just because we have Universal Studios Hollywood here. And it just, because we have such a love for Disney and the four parks and everything and we never feel like we have enough time in florida i think it's what it comes down to well that also we're dvc so all our resort stuff and everything is at disney it'd be hard for i'm not saying hard but it'd be a little bit more of a challenge with no car or anything especially because we're used to magical express which okay going away (laughs) that's the scene once again that's another argument of uh things changing yeah um that you know but to be fair to our son when he was younger Considering the roller coaster and height restrictions yeah, haven't been a big thing. And then occasionally my mom comes with me with us to go back there and... Um, she doesn't like 3D. And you with your eyes sometimes. Yeah. Um, 3D can be aggravating. So sometimes universal for those reasons we haven't been to as much. Yeah. But uh, the other thing on universal, um, they come out and said they are going to do their temperature checks, social distancing... In universal words, they have said they are going to do aggressive cleaning and disinfecting procedures, which I love that. In these times, bring it on. And well, they're going to have limited capacity. You got to think about it. They're going to. Have, this is one thing area they do have to compete with Disney, and we've seen it. Um, Disney is usually really good about keeping things clean. They are. Um, unfortunately, I would almost say Disneyland Park is usually cleaner than Disney World. But they do. They are very aggressive, in making sure everybody's picking up things. They see garbage that their cast members are supposed to pick it up. But right now, those words in this uh, virus, those are words I like. I like the aggressive cleaning. <laughs> and of course, they're going to require masks entering and exiting the park, inside the restaurants, and ro- retail locations. Okay, that's. I that's mean, nothing unexpected. The, yeah, I mean the masks, everything. Um, I guess maybe we're just too used to it being out here on the West Coast that we see masks everywhere. Everywhere, but you know, they just probably maybe wanted to remind everybody outside that you know, yeah. Well, I think water parks. You kind of go, how are we going to do this with water and slides and pools? And so I think it's good for them to um, mark that out. Yeah, because I feel like that that's just something okay because. You're going to forget about it. People are still, even if we've been this through this for so long, people are going to be going at the pool and just going, forgetting about everything. Their whole head's going to go, woo. Well, you know, quite frankly, I don't want a mask tan. <laughs> when new- I'm at the, you know, when I'm at a water park, I know you, there's sunscreen and such, but you know. Oh, that's going to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm, good. I'm probably going to come back with you're the gonna, mask. You're going to have the mask tan with the eye, the sunglass tan. It'll almost be like a skiing tan. <laughs> So, um, go more on Universal Studio news. Uh, Mardi Gras is opened. Yeah, they have a festival usually every year, and it's running now through March 28th. It'll include the International Flavors or Carnival, uh, which is 13 food booths. And to make note, this is not a part of any Universal dining plans, Hmm. which is kind of interesting because when Disney does uh, food festivals... 
they are usually a part of the dining plan back at Epcot. <laughs> I didn't know Universal had dining plans. They, oh my goodness. <laughs> That's how often okay, we go I didn't there. know that. I didn't know that. Well, it's how often we go there because we used to have one here on the West Coast that you could buy an unlimited meal thing for a while and they got rid of that over here. I think you're the reason they got rid of that. <laughs> But I didn't realize they did the same thing as Disney. Well, obviously, I guess it makes sense because they were trying to compete with Disney, too. On the Yeah, and it's nice to have that prepaid. Yeah. And they're open from 11 a.m. through 30 minutes before park closing. And then uh, the menus are available through the park app right on the upper dining and click on location. Which is kind of cool to have. You don't have to go from all parts of the park to look at the menu or have to dig through your bag for the paper map or information i'm hoping more and more of um these parks go to a digital to yeah, it's a just at your fingertip it makes it so much easier and sometimes with i hate to say it we've seen it with the paper maps they get thrown off to the side it seems like a lot of waste and not only that it's easier to check it out at home before you go and kind of plan ahead well that and we've seen in other things that we've done different events uh we've gone to that they can update things really quick through the app and notify you correct so it's kind of nice to have that notification, that instant notification if something's canceled instead of trying to look at a board or something like that. Say, oh, no, it's done. What do we do? I don't think they do that. I don't think they update it by, like, what's available, not available. But that would be an interesting idea. So They just have what's their general Well, no, no, festival. I'm not saying about the food, but I mean just No, but I mean that would be an interesting idea. Yeah, I mean, because we were at a food and wine festival here at Disneyland last year when they were still open. <laughs> and nope. they ran out of items. Yeah. And it had been nice. And, you know, before you got up there, oh, we're out of this item, you know, because there was a lot of people behind us wanting a certain item. And they said, oh, we're out. Sorry. Okay. And the floats are going to be stationary throughout the park with performers on them. And that's where they're going to throw the beads from. Okay. And then there's a tribute. They're going to still throw beads? They're going to still throw beads. Okay. Family friendly. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, because they are touching them, obviously, and stuff like that. Maybe they have uh, gloves, uh, gloves on. on. Who knows how I haven't seen how they've done that. We haven't been. Yeah. There's also a tribute store. I've seen pictures online. They have three different rooms. And honestly, I would just go back into the store to look because the pictures are so cool and it looks like it's so well themed. And then they're also doing something called a crew crawl, which is like a scavenger hunt the theme parks have been doing. There'll be twelve different stops. And once you collect all your stickers or stamps, there's a prize to be collected at the Silver Screen Collectibles. I always find those fun. Yeah, those are kind of fun. I'm just learning a lot about Universal Studios Orlando. Right? Maybe I need an extra vacation week this year. Well, you know, really, Universal's been announcing a lot. So it's like we'll go back to that argument again. Are they really trying to compete? They're trying to compete hard with Disney right now with all the... But they've done these crawls before. This isn't the first time they've done these scavenger hunts. But I like scavenger hunts because the fact that it forces you to look at a different part of the park and appreciate it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, maybe we're going to have to look at Universal one of these days. Yeah. And let's go on to Knott's Berry Farm. They have announced the Taste of the Boysenberry Festival, and it'll open on March 5th. There'll be 80 different um, boysenberry-infused foods, which that's a lot. Yeah, that's... I, <laughs> I'm trying to think what you could put boysenberry jelly on. Donuts? No. Toast? I'm at a loss. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brussels sprouts with the, I saw with like a, gla- like a boysenberry glaze was one okay. of the offerings. <laughs> I guess you have to get creative with 80 of them. Well, yeah, they will. Um, 12 years 
and older uh, is $45 plus tax and they'll include five food tastings. Three years old is $20 plus tax and includes three food tastings. Well, that's three to 11 years old. Yeah, three to 11. I actually find that that's kind of interesting because I'm not sure how much three-year-olds would enjoy. Yeah, boysenberry. I mean, because that has that tartness to it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it'll be 10% off for season pass holders. Right now, the season pass holders are on sale and everyone else goes on sale February 16th. The one thing I could not find is what happens after you use those five tastings because there's 80 offerings. So I don't know if you have to buy more than one online. It wasn't in the frequently asked questions. Uh, it's I don't know if you can reload and buy more. I know they're doing all the touchless payments there. The if- interesting part also is they have like a pin and shirt offering and if you pre-pay for it ahead of time that merchandise will be two dollars off online so that snoopy shirt is really cute with a little boysenberry but my only problem is if you're in a theme park and it's a white shirt with boysenberry <laughs> it doesn't work well because it's, it's called multiple sales it's called laundry's <laughs> gonna be a pain <laughs> okay so let's go on to disney announced that california adventure will have limited time food festival we told you there's a lot of food involved in this one. Right? Oh my goodness. Um, this makes me so, so happy. So starting mid-March, um, this festival dates to be determined and announced. Okay, even better, 1,000 cast members will be called back to work from that were furloughed or laid off during these times. So that is... That's awesome. That's amazing. I'm so happy for them. And then uh, Ken Potterock said that, while it's not all we want to accomplish, it is a start. So true. Um, I think there's so many people that just need that Disney magic, that Disney bubble. Because a lot of us locals, you know, it's been over, it'll been over a year since we've been in the park well, at that point. What, March? Mid-March is when we they shut down? Yeah, I think I was last there March 7th. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely having some serious <laughs> withdrawals. Disney has said it is an all-new, limited-time ticketed experience focused on our world-famous food and beverage offerings from around the resort, the latest merchandise, and unique and carefully crafted entertainment experiences. So that's that's interesting. Are, are they going to be doing... I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to hear about the food. Right? Um, oh, my goodness. Favorite resort foods? Okay, we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> but it's... I'm really interested to see what the entertainment experiences will be. Yeah, are they going to be doing something like a show on a stage away from everybody? Or could they do some kind of characters? Maybe. Like um, they are Disney from like a distance or, or a, a cavalcade. Yeah, that's a possibility. Uh, and the other place that I could see something is around the area where there's a different um, levels at World of Color viewing area. Mm-hmm. They've done like the new uh, Lunar New Year celebration. Mm-hmm. And they've kind of had like a parade go to where the um, the main stage is over there. So they could have like a little parade and walking by of characters or something. Yeah. Or um, they could even do something on that stage like they do for food and wine. Yeah. So I'm wondering if they could have like a band playing or something like that. I don't They don't want to have crowds all around. It could be yeah. an issue. But this is kind of a separate um, from what I'm getting a this, se- separate price. So you actually have to pay to get into this. You do have to pay and it's going to be um, prices and dates to be announced. So it's going to be 
It's interesting. I, well, it's so gonna, curious. It's going to be probably a limited amount of people at one time trying to do all this food and stuff. Because we've seen in the past when they've d- done these, that these things get busy. They they really do. And, this is going to probably be an extremely popular event. And with so many people wanting to go to Disney, we saw when downtown Disney reopened and a lot of those things that it was just packed. And I think oh, I'm, I'm impatiently waiting for <laughs> um, tickets to go on sale. So um, with that, I'm kind of hoping to see that they bring the bread bowl gumbo and the barbecue um, Bengal barbecue skewers. I mean, those are a couple of my favorite things from Disneyland. Right. Um, Just being back in uh, Disney's California Adventure will be very, very exciting. But I will tell you one thing I miss so much is a dull pineapple whip. I really, I I hope... (laughs) I think that would I would pay for the event alone just for my dull pineapple whip. Yeah, sometimes you see that dull pineapple whip line and you really want one, but you see that line and you're like, oh, I'm not going to wait three hours for that. <laughs> well, they could do something. Maybe they'll do like a digital menu where you... That would be nice to see, or a digital order. Mm-hmm. Like they do at... um. Well, now they do have that, the dull pineapple um, that you could do the mobile online. Maybe they have that type of deal set up. Exactly. And I'd like to see maybe some bayonets or f- different flavored churros. And I love regular churros, but I love it when Disneyland gets really creative with their different churro flavors. Yeah, there's been some interesting ones we've seen before. So I would love, love to see some creative churros. You know, it'd be kind of cool too. It's maybe some kind of sneak peek or look at the Adventures campus. Yeah, it'd be nice to see it, but I don't think they're going to take those walls down until it is it, ready to go. And it's it's nice. a ticketed event. Yeah, I know, but it's like I, teasing us a little bit. Yeah, I mean, maybe they'll pull like what they did with Ratatouille. That's they, what I'm saying. They'll have the hedges up and some little bit of a screening there, but just enough for you to go, oh, I want to go. I could maybe they'll open up and not even have the hedge, the mobile hedges fence. <laughs> And maybe they'll just kind of let you walk around like they already have. Uh, <laughs> you can hope, but I doubt it. I don't think they want a grand opening. They want to open that thing like they did with Star Wars and everything else. Okay, I'm I'm internally <laughs> hopeful because I want to see that campus so badly. Yeah, well, we never know. You never you know what, what Disney's going to do. Yeah, so that in all, it'll... Um, and of course, we're always speculating with what the entertainment experiences will be. <laughs> And what the food will be. Um, it would be interesting. I, I, there's so many things that I could imagine. Even like the mint julep is a big fan favorite. Oh, that and the bananas. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, that's usually a pretty busy area too. Oh, that line really backs up in New Orleans Square. Especially during summer. Yeah. Yeah, so, and um, it'd be kind of interesting to see if they would expand this, extend this into the Grand Californian. Oh my goodness. I would love to see them uh, have the Grand California Hotel ex- reopen. It would bring back more cast members, which would be awesome. But the thing with it is you have downtown Disney. Now you have the festival. And I think people just want to get back into Disneyland and that bubble and those feel good nostalgia at this point. Yeah. And um, again, and there's more to that too. Also, Grand California has DVC rooms sitting there. Yeah, Walt Disney World opened the DVC um, for resort-only vacations prior to reopening the parks. Now, in California, we're allowed to have hotels reopen. Of course, it reduced capacity. Capacity, yeah. And then you have to remember those DVC points are really racking up for those West Coast-based DVC members. Yeah, and I, you know, it'd be kind of hard if you had that DVC contract and 
you're not okay well california we still are technically supposed to quarantine at home for 14 days if we leave the state, state yep that's i mean that's two weeks and you take a week to go back to florida a lot of people don't have that kind of vacation time to make that happen yeah and that's it's really hard so maybe you know that would be nice to be able to have an outlet yeah, I mean, I hate to spend those kind of points on some of the rooms per night, but at the same time, um, people are wanting to get back. Well, you know, really, it'd be nice if they could just open it up in a little bit, maybe even have a discount or some type of reduced rate to get the people back to working and getting things running again. You know, I could see people wanting to go back to Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa. One of the things, though, is it can get up to over $300 per night. And... If they scaled back those room prices or made it part of a package, I could think people would really want to stay there. There'd be a high demand. Yeah, I mean, at least to get people back to work and get things running again, like I said earlier, that, you know, just get those gears running again. And then you also got to think, you know, we were talking about the DVC. Those West Coast members, their points are high right now. Yeah. Because it's hard, you know, if you're not trying to do book at your home resort, trying to book at a different resort at times. Not always, but like I said, if they can't leave the state. But then, you know, the weather's going to start warming up and use the pools. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Well, hopefully they'll they'll figure something out. And also there's something else we, you know, we're talking about, talking about things that people are holding on to is when we're talking about the food festival is that we still have food and wine. Sip and save our passable tabs. We have a few left from last year. Now, originally, when they said they thought they were going to be reopening back in July, they were going to reopen with the food festival in place, the food and wine festival in place, and just continue it through, I think it was the fall, like September. Yeah. They um, they re-got, they resubmitted for, what's it called, um, permits. And once they got those permits, they came out and said that they were going to honor those sip and saver passes. Now, fast forward nine months later, it would be interesting... Depending on the price, I would hope they would kind of take a knots approach and include some kind of um, sip and saver pass or a certain amount of food involved in those prices. Yeah, and it would be nice if they would honor those again because, unfortunately, food and wine only went how far along? It was like two, three weeks. It wasn't very long at all. Yeah, and usually that they had a date. It's that it's going to be running from this date to this date, and you can buy the food, come back. You know, They were actually encouraging to get the, the sip and saver passes and come back later and do it. I think we've done that both years that we've gone. Yeah, we've uh, bought multiple because obviously, you know, we, we did some YouTube videos on it of all the different food tastings. We always try to try some, at least one thing from every booth, if not two things. And real quick before you say that, um, we have a YouTube channel called 626 Ohana, California. So CA as for the California. Yeah. It'll be in the description um, so that you can see what our what the food and wine festival looks like at Disney's California Adventure if you're interested. Yeah, so I mean... But the menus should be very different because if they're talking about resort offerings or favorites, I think what they're versus... doing, they're trying to get people back and going wanting that flavor of that park, that whole park experience. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't weren't pumping in that uh, vanilla cell from Main Street and the popcorn smell from the popcorn machines and everything else you do. Okay, grief. Um, even <laughs> that, I just this the yeah. sense, the smell, the idea. Well, I mean, we want to get back to Disney, and a lot of us do. I know. I feel like we're already (laughs) stormed the castle in a way, in a very nice way. But, I mean, we all are looking forward to Disney reopening uh, in California, that we would have that opportunity for those that want to go. 
And, uh, now we've and been... of course, of gas member jobs because the economy is suffering in mm-hmm. Orange County. Orange County is struggling bad, and it's uh, for and it's even local businesses that depend on that well, tourism. A lot of Los Angeles has. I mean, Los Angeles is a huge city, and don't get us wrong. And Anaheim is also a big city, mm-hmm. but a lot of it does depend on tourism. Yeah, it's and I feel bad because there's tons. I mean, there's times that we've walked across the street and went to dinner somewhere to try something new uh, with family in town. Mm-hmm. I'd even loved ooh. Speaking of going to restaurants, I'd love to see like Steakhouse 55 reopen or... Um, <laughs> You're just hoping everything reopens. No. Come on, let's be honest. That's so true. But um, <laughs> when we're... Since they're on a restaurant-based and food-based and shopping at the moment, I, I, I have to dream along those lines. So with that, I think we're going to go ahead and end our podcast. I know it's a little bit of a shorter week this week, but there wasn't a whole lot of news. We didn't have any cruise news. We didn't have a whole lot of big breaking news this week. We had a lot of happy news. Yeah, so we got food festival and more food festivals and more food festivals. Yeah, most of it was happy news. So I want more weeks like this. We'll take it. So with that, I think it's time for us to say goodbye and find find your your magic. magic. Bye, Bye, everyone. everyone.